Welcome to the Alien Pro Podcast. It's Saturday, I'm Doug. Joined again today is Doctor Bill. Hi. Bill, how is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, how's the weather? Actually, the <laughs> okay now. Weather's nice now. We just had that hurricane again, and it was worse than the last one. So we had a tree come down across the street to block the road. We had a twelve-foot cactus uh, fall over, and yeah. It was uh, supposedly this was going to be a lesser hurricane than the last one went through, but it was actually worse for us. We need to chainsaw that cactus. Do you have a chainsaw? I do. Yeah, I'm an electric. Uh, the cactus, no. It's just you. Just it's soft. You just hack it, chop hack it. it, chop it, chop it. I got to chop it up. Oh, and put it in uh, garbage bins and garbage cans t- for the uh, people to pick up, the waste management to pick it up. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It was worse. Um, not as much rain though. The last one there was a lot of rain. We only got two inches of rain, but we got more wind. And the wind is what what really hurts you. Yeah, my sister's house. They um, they got the wind too. The what do they call it? Linnea? Is that how you pronounce that? That thing that covers the pool. Yeah, yeah. The the Linnea. Linnea, and it. So um, her husband was up there. Um, Fixing that last time they got their last one, they got you saw they got flooding all around their house. It yeah. looked like they were on a houseboat. Yeah, but luckily nothing got in the house, and the you know my uh, brother-in-law saved the chickens from the chicken coop. Yeah, that was good. That was good. a good photo. Him carrying the chickens out in <laughs> the waders. I was worried about did any alligators going. It's wading through there. I'd be real concerned about alligators. That could happen. Yeah. You just you got to keep your eyes open. Yeah, you know, it's weird how you can here in California you can water go into any body of water and not really think about getting eaten. But in Florida you don't just <laughs> Florida you <laughs> always keep an eye on the water. You know, it's yeah. your dog. We throw our stick in the water for the dog and remember I was gonna <laughs> I was thinking about moving. I would love to move there because I love and you can't just randomly throw a stick in the water for your dog and may never get your dog back. Well, your you know, dog, it, your dog is big enough where it might be okay. So I'd be worried about little dogs. Well, they do, they do grab, they've grabbed a few joggers. So, um, <laughs> it's amazing to me that they can get. They don't run that fast out of the water, right? They, know, they can really sprint for about five yards. They're very fast, and really? but they they burn out fast. So they can they can lunge out of the water and move on the land really fast and grab you. So they've grabbed a um, couple joggers. They've grabbed they can grab a dog. That's happened frequently. Then in Disneyland, one of them came out of the water and grabbed a kid. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Disney World. Yeah, Disney World. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's that's weird how it you know they yeah I know in Disney World was in all kinds of trouble because of that because like how could you allow this? Well, they just. They're every they can get wherever, you know. So I mean, but, even my sister had a little one and she has a pond and she had a little one that, you know, went into her pond briefly. I don't think it stayed and then it yeah. wandered off after a certain amount of time. So yeah. I just would be it's just weird about how to worry about that. <laughs> well, there's you know 
Florida has um, alligators. I think they have crocodiles way far south too. And then the um, they have um, numerous poisonous snakes and uh, numerous poisonous insects. So it's actually pretty. It's it's. I mean, it's it is what it is. I mean, we Probably. grew up. We grew up. Yeah. There was rattlesnakes. And mountain lions, mountain lions were a rare occurrence, becoming more frequently, but we were taught you have to, you keep an eye out when you're in the mountains, you keep an eye out for mountain lions and rattlesnakes. And bears. Bear, bears, we didn't worry bear about them. We, we didn't worry about bears too much. We didn't have, that was a brown bears were pretty, pretty mild. I don't know about these days because they're not as um, scared of people as they yeah, used to they be. They say the black bears are the ones that'll eat you pretty fast. At least up here, we don't get them down where I'm at because I'm in yeah. the flatlands. Well, and then not the, up in the hills. The ones you really have to worry about are the grizzlies, but that's not. Um, yeah, that's that's not in California. Out of not our area. Not now. There used to be, I think, at one point. So. Yeah. Did you see the Tyrannosaurus head that they're auctioning off? Uh, is that Sotheby's? I think Sotheby's is. Is it possible. just the head or the whole skeleton? It is just the head, and they've got it. Um, they've got it. They found it in Montana or whatever, and then they had to. You could sell that. There's bars. They've welded. They've formed it around. It looks good, mm -hmm. but they formed a frame that they had to attach it to. Because I'm sure when they dug it up, and it's got like teeth. They said it was probably killed by another dinosaur or had been in a fight with another dinosaur at some point because it had teeth holes like right in this lower jaw that they were showing. But I asked Debbie would she would you know put a bid in for it for me for the living room i would look good in the living room while so we have a big probably area. want a few yeah, million for it yeah they're like it's like 11 mil so i yeah. think i'm out yeah <laughs> I, I think i think i'm i think i'm out let's have to go find my own i guess i don't know it's where i have i have some fossils i just i don't have a t-rex head and i'd really love to kind of have that so you get a little so one. now we talk some uh let, let's talk some artemis so did you listen to the um teleconference where they discuss what they're going to do what the what the plan is they were supposed to launch monday right the 14th um, we were going to do a show yeah well they shifted that to wednesday at yeah, one o'clock in the morning wednesday now is and it, then they had some people call in and is it, ask questions is it tuesday wednesday at 1 a.m 1 a.m your time yeah so it'll be 10 the, my time so um, you'll be drinking coffee and i'll be drinking screwdrivers yeah and uh it should be an interesting you want to do it live uh, i don't know how can you do it live <laughs> i don't know how good it'll be <laughs> oh you can put it up well we don't know if it's going to actually do it so we'll um well not live but we did you want to record it oh yeah yeah we'll have uh what i'll do is we'll have the um we, while we do it the we'll, i'll put the lasa live feed in with us Okay. So uh, you'll have to watch it separately on a different device. But I'll, I'll just have put it. I'll bring it up without sound on my tablet. Yeah, and I'll have I'll the. Have sit here. I'll have the live feed up here somewhere, and okay. we'll just uh, we'll we'll talk while the live feed's going on, and I guess we'll start. Well, I guess we should start at uh, twelve thirty my time. Yeah, nine thirty my time. Yeah, and then uh, we should know if they they should have the. We'll know if the if it's the fueling process is going well by ten p.m. my time. 
So if the fueling process, okay. if it looks like it's going to fail, we'll we'll keep an eye on it. But if they they um, abort the, the, we'll know if they're going to abort the mission probably by right. ten or eleven. And if they, I'll need to, yeah, I'll need to, yeah, and I'll need to warn Debbie that she'll have to hear me talking because you know the bedroom oh. is over by the studio. Oh yeah, it's uh, but it's not that late. Put on your earphones, dear, because you're not... gonna have to listen to Doug and Doctor. Well, you won't have to listen to Doctor Bill because all my headphones. Yeah, on. you can shut the door. Just shut the door. Yeah, uh, she, it... she has super hearing. It shouldn't be super uh... hearing. Not like me, where I need. I should probably get hearing. I I should get hearing aids. What? Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So the so, uh, yeah, so we'll uh, do that. We'll, but, look... uh, well, let's talk about the. I mean, they didn't. They talked about the same thing over and over. But <laughs> the wind, the wind from the hurricane. What was the hurricane's name? Luna. Name. Luna. Yeah, <laughs> it's Christina or whatever the name was. They called it this time. I don't know. And uh, so the wind was a hundred mile. I mean, kind of. I found it, and we've talked about Artemis about our views on what's going to happen with the. Um, with this and they talked about if because the the uh craft the ship's the spacecraft would has been buffeted by 100 mile an hour winds at the top it's oh. rated for it hit 100 they said in gusts not sustained mm -hmm. um down there in uh at Kennedy Space Center or Cape Canaveral is it the same thing Kennedy Space I don't know Liver pad 39B yeah, that they had a name change, so it was like uh, I don't know. They did a yeah, the Cape, so anyway. Cape Canaveral was called something, and then they changed it back, and yeah, who knows? It doesn't yeah. matter. So anyway, so the the question was posed by one of the reporters that are we, you know, is it a concern because they have parameters that they, you know, it it causes damage to the. The strike. It's just. I found it interesting that we can launch this thing at, you know, off the Earth, at however many miles per hour through the atmosphere, and we're worried about one hundred mile an hour winds. It just seems odd that that's a concern, but yet we're we can put it through these forces well, going through the atmosphere. Well, it's not designed to do this rock back and forth. It's designed to, yeah. to have the stress straight up and down. Yeah, I mean, I suppose so, but I just thought the, as they were asking that if, because when, I guess when they pull, when they pull it out on that thing, that's a rail car, you know, like a, for lack of a better term, it's a flatbed rail car that's on, and it brings it back to the, back into, you know, the building when, you know, they didn't have time or whatever they didn't do. They left, they found it safer. They didn't want this thing getting hit while it was rolling. Because <laughs> probably would have knocked it down. <laughs> yeah, the um, but the the uh, hurricane was predicted to be a well, and predicted and was a lot milder than um, previous ones because it's so late in this season. And they said that, but they didn't. The they were saying the gusting didn't exceed the safety parameters for the craft, I believe. That is true. Yeah. But it so but they were concerned that not they NASA, but this reporter said, Well, I guess when you move it from one place to the next that they have to torque down the bolts because they get loose. And <laughs> so they no. said <laughs> I have no idea. And there was some sealant that I called they called RTV. It's a sealant that's 
apparently not really important because um, the sealant was coming out and NASA said they were just, as it fell out of wherever it was, they were just going to cut it off and not worry about it this time. You know, um, yeah, I heard that part. I really didn't. So it like solidifies when it like squeezes out of the thing. <laughs> they said that it came out from. It came out from the wind. The wind made it come out. Yeah, you know, the hurricane made it fall out. But they're just—they're not going to reseal it. They're just going to cut off. And it kind of begs the question: Why do you put it in there if you don't need it? <laughs> And I don't is know. that a good solution? I don't know. Well, don't we'll know. see. We're not rocket scientists, obviously. Well, but, we'll see. I mean, it's know. the the if they have a successful mission, a successful launch, then it wasn't a critical. It wasn't critical. It's there for it seems a reason. Like but... I don't know. Like I texted you, it seems like they're it, they've had multiple. I don't want to say failures. They've had multiple reschedules because of different things, the O rings and the that they fixed before and then the couple of hurricanes and you know it's but they seem to there seemed to be a large sense of urgency to get this thing done which they should be i mean I, you know but no more than anything else yeah i'm not sure they're what's the over under bill this oh success? i don't know i was thinking the <laughs> they, they did that um that test fueling or whatever it was in the last thing they did that all that testing and they did like a fueling test and stuff uh, and that was successful and I, I'm, I felt they should have just went then I mean they were like yeah. we're, the fueling is working everything is it was like everything was working but they ran it as a uh, fueling test instead of a as a pre-launch thing and I felt that they were being overly conf cautious but We'll see. It's going to be a. Um, um, we'll see. We'll I see what I, we'll see. It is. We'll talk about it. We'll be there. Know. We'll talk about it. We will. Uh, yeah, we, just. We will I mean, it. you know, they're going to. And then the other things are launching at night. It's like it doesn't oh. make. Oh. You know. Oh, I love that. The thing is, they have. They still got tickets. You can go there and sit in like the uh, um, the visitor center, which is eight miles from the launch. They're still selling tickets. Oh, I I don't know. They might be sold out by now, but I got oh, one goodness. of their e emails. A hundred bucks. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Eight well, miles. My sister invited. My sister said, "Are you coming down?" And I said, "This thing could be rescheduled a couple times." I meant to. I don't know if I'm anticipating it being rescheduled again, but it could go the nineteenth, and then yeah. or it could go the twenty fifth, which is the day after Thanksgiving. And she said, "Just come on down. Just do things." Like, I don't think you want me there for two weeks or what that would be, you know, um, a week or whatever it is, a week but, and a half. Yeah, it's, I, I was tempted. I'm, I was tempted. But I actually think what I'm going to try and do is get tickets for the first man launch, manned yeah. launch, which is going to be hard to get and a big deal. But yeah. uh, it will be absolutely spectacular to see the launch. Well, at night, well, even, you gotta be even from her house, it's gonna look good. I'll yeah, be, yeah, you know. Well, she's really I close. Mean, it, this is the yeah, yeah. Her town that she's in is really close, so you could almost. I hope they I hope they uh, video. She videoed a, one or two of the other launches, and they weren't big. This is the largest rocket that's in history, I think, as far as power. 
is what I heard. It's got four. I think, it's, you know, the space shuttle's got two of these engines. I think it's got like four. Yeah, it's and, got um, it's got a bunch yeah. of the old space shuttle engines packed yeah, they, in there. They they were in the, out in the doing. They were out in the weeds in the back by Pad Thirty Nine B, and they um, pulled them out of the weeds. Got they pulled all the toolies out of them, and then um, painted yeah. it. And then <laughs> just as the engines and the boosters. We'll see no, how that is picture of sitting on the ground. Now, yeah, well, you know, we're going to use these. Because, you know, I guess there's nothing new, not like SpaceX, where everything's new. And they're constantly refining. Yeah, they... Um, it seems weird to me. Sorry, I just... They, well, Congress, Congress mandated that they use... Um, use the... Like, the, we don't have the money. I mean, we can send no, we don't have billions money. overseas. <laughs> sending billions overseas but we're using surplus spacecraft parts and we're gonna not so bad now but when we put some people in there and You're... something goes bad then there might be serious questions as to whether we should be using surplus spaceship parts <laughs> putting, putting man into space men yeah. and women so your um your sister is about 15 miles from the and that's that's going to be a good that's going to be that's going to look good at 15 miles so i'm looking at the um oh cocoa beach is right there huh where's the launch pad I'm looking for she the has she was telling me that there's she knows people that get they get in their boats and they go down i think it's the indian river yeah yeah next to there and they moor the boat i mean they hardly have any room i guess there's so many people that do it and they take their boats so they can get pretty you can't get right on there but you can get close enough to where it's a really great the, the shot is really great that would be awesome huh well they're saying i can't mm -hmm. i don't know the um i think they're saying eight miles where's the um the visitor center yeah i mean it's been long it's been a long time since i've been there i gotta go down there oh i see it i got it right there Huh. Visitor Center is, uh, yeah, one got a ruler. One, two, three, four, five. So they must be down at the uh, edge of the complex. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's about eight miles. So this map isn't showing the launch pads. So anyway, oh, there we go. Be, there uh, we go. Yeah, I got the launch pad. Yeah, it's about eight miles to the visitor center is what they're saying. Uh, but you can also, God, you could get. Uh, you're almost as close at, if you just rent a hotel room down at uh, Cape Canaveral or Cocoa Beach. You know what those are going for. Well, book them early. If I went down there, I would just go to my sister's. Yeah, you're fifteen miles. You're probably close enough for me to get a good shot at night. Oh yeah, that would be yeah. a, a night a night launch. Night shot. We it's probably... gonna look good. It just seems weird to me that they why are you guys doing it at night? I mean they wanna have cameras and look at different things about how the rocket's acting. I mean I know they have lights and things, but they have they have a launch window. So they're going for there's certain periods of time that you can launch. You have a launch window. So the this launch window so... just happens to be at night. Which is why yeah, so the moon is at a certain position. Yeah, it's got everything's you know, based on the trajectory of yeah, the craft and position, all that. Position of the moon, rotation of the Earth, things like that. 
So they have, um, you know, you know, that's why it's at night. And that I think is, it would be spectacular. Well, it's going to look good, but I just, it's, you know, they, they didn't seem to be concerned that it, this, it's enough. That's why I think they're kind of pushing. It's weird because I think they would prefer to do it during the day, but they're in a hurry. It doesn't matter That's if it's me. at day or in the evening. The other one. Well, they observe. They have to be. be able, I know I'm not a rocket scientist. They, but they should lights, be able to observe. They have lights, but I mean, during the day, you can. If something went wrong, it would be. And you have cameras, and you know you're not gonna have lights on it as it's flying up through the atmosphere if something goes haywire, which possibly could. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. You know. We'll see how it It'd goes. It'd be better if you could just see it during the daytime to see. Of course, did you hear that they found a piece of the Challenger? Yeah, in the ocean. At the bottom of the Atlantic there, they were looking for aircraft, you know, World War II aircraft or things. I don't know how big it is. There's the a lot of stuff off your shore that's sank by <laughs> ships and a lot of uh, aircraft. And, well, that's know, true anywhere. Here anywhere and there's there's a lot of military bases and stuff in florida so that, i mean that's true anywhere i think where there's air bases and old military bases you're always going to have junk all over yeah. the place so can you imagine you're down there diving and then all of a sudden holy crap a big piece of the challenger that would be I, eerie i didn't see you the know, pictures i don't side. i don't know how big i the saw piece it was. just looks like a big piece of the body how it looked like how big was it it was big I mean, it was, huh. it was, I'd have to say at least 30 feet. I'm actually surprised that they, yeah. they, they put some Go effort online, in. You can see them. All right. Yeah, I did. And there was a video. There's a YouTube, I think it's YouTube. You can see it. And then they're, they're, the divers are, they're being careful with it and they're reporting it to NASA. And I don't know if NASA's going to try to retrieve it or. Well, I'm surprised that they didn't. You know, so they was a big recovery effort after the Challenger. I'm surprised they didn't behind such a big piece well it's interesting they got the bodies they got all the bodies out of there yeah you know everybody as they say but they said they were alive all the way down to the time till the impact yeah that was the the priority was the the recovery of of the people yeah they just wanted the bodies of the seven astronauts that were there yeah that was sad though that was sad. We're, we were still, were we working together when that happened? Yeah. We were at San Leandro. Yeah. We were in the little warehouse. The little distributor. Yeah. We were it, working together when that happened. I remember that We were day. in the back and um, I can't remember. The guy that was the accountant that used to go to baseball guy, games by himself and sit the, in the bleachers. The guy that grew up in Inter-Lincoln. <laughs> and uh, he, yeah, I always admired the guy because he's like, he would take time off to go to the... Uh, because we were we were cl- fairly we were close right by the Coliseum. Yeah, and you go over, yeah. and he loved baseball, and he goes, he'd go over there and buy a ticket and go watch a game in the the bleachers. Uh, I think he came in and said that something happened with the Challenger, and then we pulled the radio yeah. out and turned it on, and we're standing there listening to to the news reports. It was shocking. Yeah, and then the That's next one, I think day. it was Columbia, blew up. Uh, burned up on re-entry and it's like it's funny because that first one was such a shock you know exactly where you were and what you were doing when yeah. it happened but then it's like columbia happened it's like i don't remember where i was i mean i was up at i was up in the foothills when i lived up there and i walked out and you literally could see the streams from streams the, of pieces yeah from, of from the, the thing yeah there was Oh, they like, were gonna. 
they were going to land it at Vandenberg then. Edwards. Edwards. Edwards they're on, they're landing it on the west. It was a west coast landing. So oh yeah, that's that's why yeah. you that's so why you flew right over the, it like disintegrated almost like right above us. You, that's, and um, that's why you remember that. Yeah, I know. I walked outside and went. Oh, I wonder if I could see anything. And man, sure enough, you could see all the streams. Just look like you know contrails of pieces. It was unreal. But you know, and it was weird because I saw. I sent you a note. I had seen. We were watching a rock. I could see a rocket launch. It almost looks like a. You think it's a jet, but you can tell if, if you look for for a few minutes that it's not a jet. It's a something going straight up in the air. Yeah. Yesterday morning, one of my guys, we also was also talking to him, and uh, he goes, "Yeah, I saw that." And so I tried looking it up, and there was nothing at Vandenberg, which is where we launch usually. Yeah. And so I guess they don't make it public every time they launch. Something. Uh, <laughs> or his military, it might have been a military something. I they don't know. probably well, they have to put out. It has to be public to the level of um, the airspace has to be. They'll label the yeah. airspace to say that they're doing a launch just to keep uh, planes clear of the, a certain area around the launch. Right. So you probably could get um, that information. That would be like a, a news release or something or an FAA announcement for, for the area around the base. You probably yeah. find that. Yeah, weird because they had the whole schedule. You can look up the whole schedule. But for the, Vandenberg for the for the launches, but the uh, like even the the secret launches, they're going to still say they're going to have a launch. They just they don't tell you what's going to be on the yeah. on the. They don't tell you what the payload is or any other information. Yeah, Columbia disaster was February one, two thousand and three. Oh, they got pictures of the uh, uh, streaks in the sky. Yeah, yeah, that's that's well, why I saw. that's why you remember that. Yep, it was eerie. It was really eerie. Yeah, I don't remember. I was in Chicago then, so I don't. I don't remember that. In two thousand and February one, two thousand and three. Uh, yeah, I was in in grad school hell with uh, that weird ass lab. I so anyway, in. we'll watch. We'll we'll see how that goes and see if we're going to do that. Yeah, and yep. then we've got moment in time. Moment of. moment of contact from brazil in 1996 which is that was also referred to us by Corey. this is a and, uh, this is a documentary and, yeah and the the guy that made it is jamie fox let's do the uh let's give him the info yeah if i can find it but it's from 2022 it, the incident happened in uh, january 20th 1996 the documentary is brand new, and it came out. And you can find it on Amazon for four ninety nine. Um, but it's well worth it. I would definitely. I don't want to plug it because we're plugging it. I want to plug are it we, because it's a it? good documentary. Are we plugging it? Uh, James Fox. Um, yeah. Oh, it's the price has gone down. It's now three ninety nine on Prime Video. Oh. Oh. It's it's also on Vimeo, I, and uh, he said that on Vimeo it. Um, he had, I saw, listened to an interview of Jamie Foxx, and he said on Vimeo, there's two hours of extra um, footage that you can look at if you rent it, I think. Let's take a look. 
Join for free. No, I'm not joining. I think, oh. I, I, think I do belong to video. Vimeo. It was interesting because they started with, they led off with NORAD reported UFOs to Brazil, you know, and they, but then they let that, there was nothing else mentioned about that. Vimeo. So I don't know if NORAD, NORAD called, hey, do you know that, uh, you know, from Cheyenne Mountain, if they call Brazil and say, did you know there's some UFOs flying over your, uh, yeah, that was okay. Yeah. So th there's an important point. So it starts out where they are. There was a guy that ran up, saw the saw the thing crashing, or saw the the ship. He crashing. was close. Is he was close. Castillo, the guy that was really close, looked like a washing machine. He said, and then it came down. It was yeah. coming down. He's the guy. He's he he does this thing where he he's talking about it, and he's got this stick which is broken off. And yeah, it's a great great scene and he um he went to the crash site but the thing is, is he was at the crash site and the the military showed up really fast yeah and that uh they were immediate which is we always hear about that though how they know in advance so does norad know well or does you know well i was thinking about that if they were tracking it i mean it must i that's that's the thing that i find really curious if one they might have been tracking they to get there that fast they were tracking it and they like dispatched and you know the whole thing and then we're it's like if it's norad and they said norad notified the brazilian brazilian military, military. so norad tracked it flying over the u.s all the way to brazil and it's it's trajectory for crashing yeah, and told him exactly where it was apparently. But but they can't. But we can't do that now, for like UFOs. No. We don't have that no, technology. It's so not capable. And that's pretty recent, if you think about it. And there's a lot of curious things that happened with this. I mean, it crashed, and two aliens survived. Correct. Well, two were two aliens. One survived, I think, and it was sent somewhere and the other one was you know the girls the two little girls you know in the city discovered it and it was hunched down so yeah so there was this crash and we don't know they didn't really lay out how far the crash was but then there was the the three little girls well and then the military came in so the the, the crash happened and then the military came in and they set up roadblocks in this town they were telling people that they couldn't go down certain streets so the military was in town looking for something and those those three little girls walked through that that uh, feet at that time i think it was an open field and they saw this creature crouched up against the wall yeah it was like a little area between some buildings and it was lean you know like cowering and it, they said that they could actually feel how it was feeling i mean there's a, a lot of similarities in this um encounter that we hear in other encounters well, yeah, they were feeling what the creature was scared yeah and it was you know and they said they felt scared but not necessarily because they felt scared they kind of felt like they were feeling what the creature was feeling yeah and that was the same thing that the kids said when they saw the um the crash Socorro, Socorro or whatever Socorro yeah the yes. Trinity the Trinity um crash mm -hmm. 
And those kids were saying they felt a lot of empathy for the, the creatures or whatever they were. What I found was interesting is that the, uh, the creature was brown with red eyes and it looked like it had little horns. So it makes me wonder, um, it almost looked like, like a demonic creature. And I'm wondering how That's much. That's with the mom. The mom was there and the mom, because they're Christian and the mom had stated that. Catholic. They're Catholic. Catholic. Oh, sorry. Catholic. Catholic. Of course. And then. <laughs> south of the border is Catholic. And uh, then, you know, the mom said it could be a little demon, you know. Yeah. But... Yeah. And then they, uh, what else did they say? Did they say anything? The girls saw it and they went to their uh, their mom. And then there was the, uh, the, was he an officer in the military? And another guy found one and grabbed it and yeah, brought the, it. It was, it was, wasn't an officer. It was, well, a, like a police officer kind of thing. I thought he was a military he officer. He was. He's intelligence. He, was kind of, he, he wasn't police. He was, but he wasn't an officer. He was. Enlisted? And Enlisted. And he actually picked the thing up. And carried it to the hospital. And carried it to the, and brought it to the hospital because it was, you know, in bad shape. And he got an oily substance all over. And the other, yeah. well, the other thing is they, because we'll go back to Castillo about what it smelled like after the thing crashed, and he observed it. That ammonia, yep. sulfur, yep. all the things that. And if you go to our Roswell incident about the discussions that they had in the hospital is that when they were doing the autopsy that same type same of description smell. of smell of the acrid um ammonia and sulfur and um just keeps i don't want to say rearing its ugly head but it keeps getting described very similar uh in this incident yeah i just want to touch on the uh extra bonus features if you get it on Vimeo. Vimeo has a uh, really terrible interface. So it, uh, but Vimeo, as we've discovered with um, the flat earth videos, they seem yeah. to, they seem, Vimeo seems designed to make it hard to find stuff on purpose. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but this, on moment of contact on Vimeo, you get bonus features. And it's got a beside, uh, behind the scenes, incident at the zoo, Stanton Friedman interview, UFO history, Vargina, and uh, the town that yeah, it Vargina, ran around Vargina. And Vargina. Ubiraha, Ubiraha Rodriguez interview. So, and that's two hours of bonus material if you get it on Vimeo. But Vimeo, um, you got to pay 20 bucks for it. And on uh, it's three ninety nine on uh, Amazon right now. So for people in interested, it's worth it's worth watching. Uh, I don't know how yeah. I would like to see the um, the bonus material, but I think I'll wait until the um, the price comes down, which it yeah. will do. But yeah, it's so the guy Castillo who saw the crash, and they had a great thing where they went back and took him took him around to the original site. And uh, the guy like, just broke down when he found the original site, which is impressive. And they, um, he said that the, the military was there really fast, and then he threatened him, said he had to leave or they'd shoot him. Yeah. We said it described them as a washing machine that was out of balance. You know how it's Oh, 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 well, the, 
yeah and it, it was, it was wobbling it wasn't a space it wasn't a flying saucer it was more cylindrical yeah because when he had the stick it was kind of like a cylinder yeah it wasn't um and i think trinity was kind of the same thing it was more you know that yeah it was a different it wasn't different... a flying saucer either um uh that it was this this thing it's kind of um this is blowing my extra tempestrial theory to, out of the water for at least for these this these guys i don't know if these are our future but you can't tell anyway so the guy that carried him had this greasy it smelled they had the greasy material that got on him that got on him yeah well well back to the kids sorry back to the kids they said it was sunny and hot and the thing looked like it was sweating yeah so it had a sheen um, it had a a sheen on it so um when the guy carried the one creature he said it the the grease it was like a greasy material from the uh i don't know if it was actively bleeding or if that was its whatever's on its skin kind of seems like a fish thing you know have a fish as a slime i wonder yeah, if it's yeah something like that yeah i don't know yeah could be you know we're going like conjecture but um so he got this thing on him and i don't know how long did it take i mean the guy got really screwed up so they carried him the the guy got the uh the guy got enlisted sick guy. the guy got sick and i think he died within a couple weeks yeah and, and the doctor they interviewed said they interviewed a doctor they it should it's worth mentioning they had a lot of interviews of eyewitnesses on this that is very compelling the, huge, but the guy died a couple of weeks later yeah there's a huge died. number of collaborative witnesses on this this whole thing i mean everything um yeah i mean everything they they it's just a, a phenomenal a number of witnesses coming forward and supporting this whole whole story. And even Jamie Foxx in his interview, he said, the producer, he said that um, he, he thought it was, you know, not worth pursuing. But then when he started looking into it and discovering all these people, I mean, it's just like layers of people that yeah. were seeing these things or involved in these things. You had the guy that saw the crash. You had the girls that saw a creature. You had the, the mom, guy. The mom also saw the creature. The mom saw the creature. You had the um, the fire department caught one of the creatures, one of the aliens. Yeah, they put it in. They didn't touch it, though. They put it in a net that they use for animals, and they well, wadded it up in this weird net. Well, Brazil is, you know, since it's a, it's it's like Florida. Brazil, I wish the fire department yeah, did here. The fire department there <laughs> is trained to capture wild animals in public places. So dangerous animals. The fire department goes out and gets them. So the fire department brought one in. The guy brought one into the hospital and he died. And that one, um, I, don't, I guess they both died uh, at some point. And they, um, what else happened? They had the girls, the guy, and his sister was really and mother really wanted to know why he died the doctors couldn't tell him and um there's a this day yeah they never they don't know they said it was the doctor just said he'd never seen anything like it yeah and it just he just died of a massive infection and the uh the sister and the mom are like we want to we want information we want to know why he died and stuff and they've been trying to get that from the government for you know 20 years now 20 something years 25 years and even the the one of the creatures they had the the radiologist they had him x x-ray it 
He didn't know what he was x-raying. They left it in the body bag and they processed and the military processed the uh, had, I guess they ran the, um, the developed the, the films for the, the x-ray machine. Didn't let the guy see it. So it's like, he didn't know. And he came forward yeah. and said, they had me x-ray, whatever this, this was. Uh, what else, what else was there? And then they had the, one of the military guys that had, um, driven was one of the drivers he drove for, the thing from one the hospital i think it was to the military base yeah where him. and the other wit there was another witness that said it was an american i believe they said it was an american aircraft or american later on american um in in civilian clothes did interviews yeah um regarding the the encounter with this thing so but they say it was flown back to the u.s yeah that's the story yeah it, uh, but they autopsy this thing to the point where it was all cut to pieces i mean the thing was all at least on one of the you know the one that died did one live i don't know i don't know supposedly both died i'd have to i need to watch it again you've watched it twice i only watched it I've once. watched it twice so it's but um it's really but interesting back in 57 they've had encounters with craft that they showed and they interviewed their air force pilots about these encounters they've had them in 57 and 68 and 1977 86 um 1995 1998 i mean they've had brazil just seems to be probably not unlike our catalina island area and things we just haven't had them you know we're seeing things here but the air very straightforward. They allowed them to just say, yeah, I just, they're not like the U.S. back then where you didn't want to talk about these things. They're like, yeah, we didn't know what this was. And things were all over the place. Well, our, our Air Force now is not, they've, they've had policies in since the 50s that they're not supposed to talk about this stuff. Uh, we've, we've, uh, we saw that with um, numerous books and stuff in the 50s where they, they came now out. Now they're with, lightning. Now they're not. Well, now they're asking more. They're asking their pilots to report incidents and encouraging them to do it with the stipulation that they will not be ostracized for talking right. about it. But we're not going to hear about it. It's like that report was supposed to come out last week. Uh, yeah. And when's it, when's it going to come out? I mean, it was it's mandated by Congress to come, be out on the 31st. Well, at least the... Um, the report did come out, but only the classified version. It was supposed to be, the report is supposed to be an unclassified report with a classified annex, and they just created a classified report. Now they've gone back and they have to redact everything or whatever they're going to do to create a report that they can release to the public. And they're working on yeah. that. That's what the people that seem to know these things have, have talked about. And we're going to know nothing. Yeah, like we we're going to get now. nothing. They're going to do the same thing that they've always done. It's just like, yeah. Um, yeah. So what else? And they interviewed one of the drivers that, that took the thing. And then they tracked down the guy that was with the other guy that got killed. Yeah. And they went to his house and uh, he told them to get out or he was going to shoot he him. Was, he was shooting. This guy is not wanting to talk about he's anything. Like, he's like, he was out the window and he goes, is this about the UFOs? And they're like, yeah, we want to talk to you. He goes, no, you need to get out of here. If you don't leave, I'm going to shoot you. 
Yeah, so he, but it's interesting because most other, most of the other eyewitnesses weren't concerned about it. I'm wondering why maybe some of the government got to him and said, you know, you can't, does he have a pension? Yeah, but, you know, the uh, government. Who knows? Know. I mean, he might just be, um, I mean. Not wanting to just, I mean, people are, some of the witnesses are just, they just don't want to talk about it. Well, it's yeah. like the uh, the guy, the, the Gulf Breeze incident. I mean, that guy doesn't talk about it anymore. And the, yeah. which is interesting because you have the guy, the, um, oh, I can't remember. The guy that was, says he was abducted. He was on James Rogan. I can't remember his name. The, um, Travis, Walton. Travis Walton. Travis Walton's been yeah. talking about this. On Rogan. On Rogan. And he's been yeah. talking about this for, for years. So, and, you you look at the guy with the Gulf Breeze incident and you say, well, you know, everybody, like the debunking book that I read on it and, and other things, people are going, oh, he just did this to make money. But the guy could be, he could be doing the whole UFO conference circuit still and talking about this and, and bringing it. The guy has just gone silent. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because Lazar doesn't do the circuit either, right? Does he do those? I haven't seen his name on the stuff you've sent me. No, he he did. He has he, in the past. He, he has anything a, for money. He has in the past because he would go to these places and he would. You could get the drawing and the signature thing, which he sells. Yeah. Uh, okay. So so he has done some promotional stuff, but he's not. Uh, he's not. He he does enough. I mean, he did that. Uh, he's been on Joe Rogan. He was with that that uh, documentary recently, right? And he's but he's got a business to run, so he, his business is, I think, does pretty well for itself. And he's, um, yeah, the, he probably you know, makes good money doing that. So it's like you got a business to run; you can't just take off. You got employees yeah. and stuff like so. He's got responsibilities, but I'm sure he's 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 um, he has done things at different conferences and stuff. But I think it's intermittent. Yeah, well, he, that's his gig, though. That he's I'm not making any money off this. I'm sure he's making some money. He's made. I mean, does he make money off the models of the spaceship that we have? No, he's he's. Is they he, making those anymore? No, he's probably made Testers. money off when they originally. They probably sold the rights to it or something, and they and they they that. But he's got. Um, um, he's not like uh, what's the the guy that was on Rogan? The other guy, what's his name again? Walker. Walton. Walton. Yeah. Well, I think Walton. This is how he makes his living. Yeah, he's on um, every single one of those yeah. UFO. Uh, so, so he this he he's making a living doing this, and and Lazar doesn't need to make a living doing this, and the guy that um, the Gulf Breeze guy he doesn't need to make a living from this, and that's the big difference is that the the um, Gulf Breeze guy was had his own business, he was a builder contractor, and he might still be doing that, and then the um, you know Lazar's got his business and he's got uh he he had inherited wealth anyway at some point so lazar has never needed to do this for money oh i didn't know he had money otherwise that's oh. one of the things that i've heard is his uh i think he was adopted and i think his father when his father and parents passed away and stuff he did he did get a decent uh he he has 
he has money. He's not, um, he's not, he's hurting. not hurting. He's okay. not hurting. And he's got a business to run. So you can't just, and employees. So you, you know what that's like. You can't just disappear on. Yeah. You have you to have make to run your business. You have to make choices. And his business, well, interesting. his business is, fills a nice niche in the scientific supply area. So you sent me that link. We're going to get off topic. Well, not off topic, but the dreamlandresort.com thing. The guy got no knock warrant yeah. from the FBI. Yeah. It almost so. seems like a, you know, a ploy to drive business to him. I don't know. Does he really know anything? I looked at his website. You know, I didn't see anything about the, the no knock warrant on his website. Yeah. It seems like it's a. But something it, to just guide people to look at his website or something. I don't well, know. I, I could go in there in more depth, but the um, the UFO reporter guy, whatever his name is, Bob right? Knapp. Bob Knapp. He um, he's the one. He was tweeting this. And he's the one that reported this. Reported it. Reported it. Well, and uh, you know, I don't know. It's he knows this guy or something because, of course, it's a UFO Area Fifty One thing. Well, something, the guy, something happened. Who knows with the FBI? Who knows what's going on with them? Someone else, did you read the article? Someone else was stating below that, yeah, they probably found child porn and then the guy's going to... Well, yeah, away. well, they, I saw that. They just, that's like the thing, that's right out of the X-Files. There was um, um, one episode where the guy was like trying to talk to Scully and, um, or Mulder. And then Scully's like, you know, he's been arrested for, um, you know, child porn and stuff like that. And the guy meets uh, Mulder in the alley and he goes, yes, it's, it's another thing where they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, they, they did that to discredit me. And then the guy gets killed later in the episode. So yeah. that, yeah, that's a, that's a standard. Is uh, that from a, that's from an X-Files? Huh? That's from an X-Files, but that's like a standard, uh, that could be a standard uh, discrediting uh, yeah. move if you want to really discredit somebody. But it's yeah, also when you see that you automatically go, ooh. Well, yeah. I mean, you just have to. It's... But then you say, well, what happened? Well, it's the and... old ploy. It's like the old political ploy where you don't, um, you don't need to prove that the, your opponent did something. You just need them to deny it. Yeah. So it's the, the old question: yeah. Are you still beating your wife? So what do you say? It's yeah. like, you know, no, I'm not still beating my wife or yes, I am. So whatever you say, you lose. How about I've never beaten my wife? Why are you asking? Well, well that's not what your, that's not what your wife says. <laughs> well, I get so, it, I know. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. You're, you're not talking about that too much. Yeah. Don't, don't beat well, well, it's, it's like the, uh, uh, there was a, back. I'll keep the names out of it. There was a politician in uh, Illinois that was running for office or Senate. And he was the front runner. And I believe he was a Democrat and he was married to a, um, he was married to a um, well-known actress and they got a divorce. So what happened is... It, and this was illegal, the, um, um, his divorce filings were released to the press. And in the divorce filings, a bunch of this crap came out, you know, okay. about, you know, and 
because of that, this guy needed to drop out of the race. So he dropped out of the race and the next candidate came in and won easily and, uh, and then became president of the United States. So the, uh, so the, so there was a lot of real dirty tricks involved in, in, in maneuvering and getting this well the chicago it's like normal in chicago yeah, oh yeah. Guess, yeah. that's so, just day-to-day activities that's, it's like a, that's a wednesday <laughs> um so yeah so there's a it's like i said it's easy to discredit but anytime i mean it's the same thing you could say here we've had this story recently it's like maybe he had classified they'll just go and say we're searching to make sure he doesn't he we had uh information that he had classified information so so that's probably why they went into the to look at this guy's stuff. It's like, Earth, we just, well, his website's not that earth shattering, so I don't know if he has some outside that. Well, they confiscated like his computers and everything, so it's like, yeah. who knows? I mean, they came in, they took the stuff. Who knows? Yeah, somebody said something somewhere, and they decided to, and then it went into the wrong ears, and then they decided to to do it. And he's he's a guy that. Who knows? And it could be just a publicity ploy. Who knows if it even happened? So, yeah, that's true. I found it. He sent that, and I thought, so I looked into it, and I said, well, it's nothing earth shattering about his website alone. No, unless they have something else. They're look like you said, and like that other person said. Well, maybe it's child porn. Maybe it has nothing to do with what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, nothing to do with um, nothing to do with Area Area Fifty One. Absolutely, it's a it's a possibility. I've kind of given up on Area Fifty One as anything that I'm interested in. You know, it's it's just a test site. It's you know just a it's a you know airport for you know fancy aircraft to fly around in. You know, I don't know if necessarily it's the sport model UFO anymore. You know. I think they moved on. I'm thinking Dugway. Dugway, yeah, is one I, area. I, you know, I haven't. I've been meaning to uh, look at the map on Dugway, but I just haven't bothered since I spent a month there. At one point, it's like I really. I mean, I spent a month there sleeping outside. Uh, I never saw anything. So yeah, um, and if if something exciting had happened in the sky over Dugway, it would have been. Um, would have heard it from a dozen different people. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm one of the few people, if not the only person that slept outside the whole time I was there. Cause I can't stand well, it, sleeping in. It's big though. It's as big as like Rhode Island or something. It's big, massive. Big sky though. Yeah. yeah a lot of sky I mean, stuff for a long way. Yeah. Can see flat. a lot of sky. Yeah. Well, it's not flat. There was a ridge behind us and a ridge oh, really? in front of us, but we were sitting in an elevated position. So we're elevated and then it sort of fell away off into the distance. So you, it was right. flat off to the distance, but we were sort of in a, um, I wouldn't call it a bowl, but a large um, boxy canyon type thing, but not really. Yeah. It's like a ridge and then a, a, another ridge far away and then another ridge behind us. And um, But you had, it opened up when you, right. you looked down range, it just opened up to a huge expanse. Uh, and we were running radar 24 7 so and nobody reported anything unusual on the radar but i mean these guys wouldn't have anyway they were doing a lot of <clears throat> there was doing there was a lot of flight activity there but that if anything like uh, secret aircraft or spaceships were running out of dugway utah when i was there 
they would not have been running them because there was a lot of exercises happening, military exercises happening, and there was right. a lot of jets and, and missile tests, and there was a cruise missile test. There was, you know, our shitty equipment, which <laughs> stopped working um, because they couldn't, uh, because I refused to give the uh, techs any more components because they couldn't fix their damn machines. Um I, I never realized this till years later. So I might have been responsible for the whole shoot going down. Um, well, the tech nice kept, work, Bill. yeah, good job. Well, I didn't think of it at the time, but the the techs kept asking for the sa same component, and so I gave them all my components, which was th all three of them, and then um, they kept bringing them back, say they don't work, and so I took all my components up to the um, the van where the the equipment was to to test test the components and gave it to the tech up there and the guy hooks everything up to all his machines and he was coming back and saying no these components are components are good and then i go back you know put them in my my storage because i was the spare parts guy and then the techs kept coming to me and asking for the same part and finally i just i had enough i said i'm there i'm I said, I don't have any more instead of just giving them the part. <laughs> I'd given them three. I'd had them all rechecked and they all worked and they kept coming back for them. And I said, they're, they're, we don't have any more. There's something else wrong. Oh my God. It just, that's, uh, it just drove me you crazy. Flip the switch to turn the switch on. Try the next component in the, the flow diagram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, because I asked one of the other other uh one of the senior guys i said what's going on i said well he goes well they just look in the manual and they the manual says that if x and y are happening you do z and that's all they do they just they and they just repeat because they keep yeah. seeing the same error and it's like no it's not they can't he's like these guys can't some some of these guys just can't travel these guys can't troubleshoot yeah so i mean the whole show was down i was like come on Gee, crap and they were I'll up there that's enough oh well and they had two <laughs> weeks to yeah <laughs> yeah i got in a lot of trouble on that thing on that shoot uh the um uh they still promoted me though uh the um yeah good old days good old times yep. good times good times hey we're coming up on an hour yep. we uh anything else about moment of contact nope i think we pretty much covered the whole shoot and match so to speak the um what else the mom did say of the girls did say that people came by and tried to bribe her for her silence oh. which was sort of a weird bribe that thing. was a weird thing to say yeah because yeah. they said we will give you a bunch of money but you can't spend it in brazil so that was an odd sort of thing what else yeah any other details on on well, there was a lot of stuff that went on, but it was more, you know, this was the, this is basically what happened. And of course it's the Brazil, you know, Roswell, yeah, Roswell is what it's pretty much described as. And the main point that we made is that it smelled the same as the Roswell aliens and the death. One guy got um, died from touching one of them. And you know, um, guy died, actually died, which was weird. That is, um, that's scary too yeah. when you think about it. So wear gloves. Yeah. 
next time you touch just an alien. think if our military gets a hold of that and figures out how to recreate that well you can re touch. there's a lot of poisons out there there's things that there's yeah. uh, I don't there's know. This a, seems particularly nasty of course it's not very immediate so that might i happen. i can think of something that's a lot nastier that will um yeah there, there's a uh just to get on a segue there was years ago you can look this up on the internet there's a woman chemist was working in a fume head with this compound she's double gloved and this compound is a mercury-based compound and she got a drop on her glove she's wearing two layers of gloves but this stuff goes right through the gloves and she got a drop of it on her on her finger and she was dead within like a month oh shit yeah yeah and this is uh yeah, it's one of those things. It, you can look it up on the internet, and it's it's just one of those horrifying things because it's like you 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 work with this stuff. I worked with some real dangerous stuff, and you work with this stuff, and um, you think that your gloves are protecting you, but with this particular compound, you needed to wear the right type of glove when you were working with it, and she wasn't. And and I'm not even sure anybody knew that this glove was porous to this yeah. compound, and she was double gloved. So it was a, a a great learning experience, but this, yeah. and she knew how toxic she knew how toxic it was, and she was being uh, professional in the use of it. But hey, killed her in maybe in a week. She died quick, mercury poisoning. So and a drop, a drop. So Bad. there's worse things out. There's always worse things out there. So yep. Cool. All, All right. right. Ready to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook. Check us out at Alien Probe Podcast on Facebook. Send us an email or comment, and uh, we'll get back to you. Check out our website, alienprobe.net, Twitter, and Instagram at alienprobepod. YouTube, like and subscribe at Alien Probe Podcast. Thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony, who's now back on U.S. soil. And also, Dr. Bill, thank you very much. And we will see you possibly by the uh, middle of the week. Yeah. So anyway, and watch the skies. Watch the skies.